Millennials are grossly underestimated. Their jobs aren't their whole world. They have options, they have the internet. Job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Education is not a mechanical system, it's a human system. Any kind of work that's on some level predictable, then that's gonna be susceptible to artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. And that job, where you go to a building and you stay there 40 hours, and then you do that again for 40 years and then you retire, that's gone. Technology magnifies our leverage and increases our creativity. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, guiding you through the madness of modern life. Now, here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Sup, Powerful Nonsenses? It's 2018. It is, although we've already done two episodes in 2018. Have we? Yeah. We haven't recorded episodes in 2018. But we have put episodes out in 2018. Well, I'm embracing that I've made it to 2018. Yeah, yeah, me too. The podcast made it before 2018, but we are here yeah. in 2018. The podcast is like always several weeks ahead of us. Um, but yeah, we have made it. We have arrived. <laughs> Hello, 2018. <laughs> it's happened. Um, Has things changed for you, Wayne? What's 2018 feeling like right now? Well, as you know from this morning... <laughs> I started off very well, Fired I up. think. I, me and Jem have been going to the gym more uh, together. Obviously, Jem was already going anyway, but I've been joining more often. Um, I feel like, I feel, well, I don't feel energized today. Everything's caught up with me today. <laughs> uh, but generally speaking, I feel very positive, very motivated, very hungry. Been eating your greens? I have been eating my greens. I got a salad from Pret. I told you this, didn't I? I've done it several times since. Other brands are available. Yes, other brands. This is not sponsored by Pret, although Pret, if you if you want to, we'll we'll take it. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, I'm actively eating more salady, good, wholesome foods. Um, yeah, just generally a good vibe. It's always good. How to about hear. you? Great. Well, actually, been really busy, but good kind of busy. Mm-hmm. So it kind of felt like Christmas came and went, and then it was like, okay, straight back on. Yeah, I feel like, well, basically the story is that I keep kind of alluding to. I didn't make it to the gym this morning. We're all scheduled in, but like this week, old habits have come back in. I've overworked myself. I've definitely overworked myself. Um, It all just kind of caught up. So use that as motivation, guys, because I'm getting back on the horse. As of? Tomorrow. Actually, probably not tomorrow. I'll probably sleep in tomorrow to catch up on the sleep. As of Sunday. So enough of Wayne. You are listening to the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, the millennial podcast. Whoa. What, what's, what's going on? Am I not like allowed to... stealing my... I just thought stealing it's my... 2018. It's a new day. If it means I'm going to step in, I'm going to step in, Wayne. I'm not happy about that. I all. am Jem Yildiz, and I am here with... Wayne fucking Ingram. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Wayne. Don't mean to just tread on your toes. Proper tr- trod on my toes. So what are we talking about today, Wayne? I'm letting you back in. No, 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 no. I meant to... <sighs> Getting too big for your boots. Actually, we didn't even mention, like, we've had some actual technical issues over the last <laughs> yeah. few days. Oh, my God. You almost didn't get this episode. Literally, we was waiting Twice. on Amazon man, to, man or woman to come and deliver our package this morning. Your Amazon person. My Amazon person to come in, drop off a new soundboard. So we went to record on Wednesday, 
was all set up, ready to go. And then we literally had nothing coming through. There was just static, mm -hmm. which might actually be better than us talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> we've decided, well, we decided to kind of, okay, we've got to fix this. We'll meet up Friday night and mm -hmm. uh, we'll have a, have a drink and we'll get the podcast going again. That's so it. luckily everything's turned up. We've got a new soundboard. We may sound better or we might just mm. sound exactly the same. <laughs> it's true. Um, but, you, you know, most people on a Friday night, they go out and they party. They let their hair down. We don't. We uh, we sacrifice it for you. We're the we're those guys, basically. We are those saying. guys. We're gonna we're gonna have. We've got slightly slightly alcoholic drinks uh, on side for Help us this us evening, through. just to get us through. We're gonna gonna make a night of it, aren't we, Jim? Why not? Because we're stuck indoors. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today, this episode, tonight, whenever you're listening to it. The early hours of the morning, whilst you're on the tube, whilst you're on the treadmill. On the loo. Or on the loo. Do you listen to podcasts on the loo? I sometimes do, but it's more like if I'm going into the shower, I'll stick a podcast on, have a shower, and who knows? That's not the same as being on the loo, that's I'm being just in saying, the shower. You, I was just saying, you might go to the shower and suddenly, oh, <laughs> what's that? Go for a toilet, back in the shower. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was a significant overshare. <laughs> Hygiene first. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> today, whilst you're on the loo, in the shower, on the treadmill, on your commute, whatever, uh, we're going to talk about embracing the sprint. Which is actually like a technical term used by developers. And uh, Yes, it is. You are correct. The sprint is referenced, like when people do sprints in the development, developers, software, engineering, techie kind of people... The idea is that actually a team gets together and usually they have a goal and they sit down and they do these sprints. It could last a week, could last two weeks. And this idea that you can compress things down. I think you refer to it as success compression, which yeah. we have spoke about before. And we want to kind of explain why that's such a good method for actually getting stuff done. I've been kind of doing it, which I would kind of unconsciously realize that I was doing it the other day. And I think it goes back to that, uh, what we've mentioned many times, many episodes ago, this idea that actually... You only have so much like energy and willpower. Mine definitely comes in bursts. And so actually what I've realized is that actually everything I do works in these kind of sprint periods where I'll get a lot of work done, but I kind of have to time it in. Like maybe it's an hour at a time or you were saying the other day that you've got all these little tasks that have kind of built up into this yeah. to-do list and you're like, they're so small, but I just haven't got to them. That's a perfect opportunity to kind of embrace this sort of sprint methodology. Mm -hmm. And which actually, is what I've done this week, which is why I didn't make it to the gym. <laughs> he was sprinting on the computer, but not physically in the gym. Yeah. 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 So I just think that actually it's a good uh, method that you can kind of apply to whether it's just, like you say, if it's your health or it's, it's actually just getting stuff done, mm. whether it's in a team, if you've got a group of you together and you've got this idea to create something, it's getting together, setting these time brackets and actually just knuckling down and getting on with the work. Yeah. So um, to break down the sprint, uh, in a slightly different way. Um, think of the concept of a plane taking off, right? There's momentum, and I think it's inertia, I think is the right word. I might be using the wrong terminology there, but let's assume that that is the but right this is the powerful terminology. podcast, so we can do that. Let's assume I, it's either that or it's something else, and I can't remember what that something else might be, but let's assume inertia is the word. If <laughs> I'm wrong... Please correct him. Correct me. But let's assume that is the word. Please Google it. <laughs> um, but basically, the concept of inertia 
assuming that is the right terminology, is that in order for something to get going, to some, for something to move, it needs to break this barrier, this this point. Um, so, for example, it takes more energy for a car to get moving than it does for a car to keep moving, in the same way that it takes more energy for a plane to take off than it does to keep it in the air. Likewise, with space rockets, um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be throwing some numbers around, but it's something along the lines of 50% of the fuel in a rocket is used up just in takeoff. Just throwing out these facts or stats right. or who knows if they're real. I don't have a clue. Uh, it could be bollocks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the idea is that that to get going, you really, really need to use a lot of energy before you can kind of start to take your foot off the gas, as it were. Um, now, the problem that we have a lot of the time is that we've got so much going on that we can't focus on that one thing. And so what happens is if you get if you don't pass that point of inertia, then what happens when you take your foot off the gas is you come to a stop. You can only take your foot off the gas once you've passed that point. But what happens is you're working on something, you're starting to get to that point of inertia, and then someone sends you an email and says, oh, I need this going, getting done. And you go, oh, shit, well, let me put a stop to that because this thing's, quote, urgent. Uh, so then you start working on that, and then you have to kind of put your foot back on the gas and try and break that point of inertia, and then something else comes in. And so what happens is nothing really ever starts to build momentum and you end up stagnating. So the concept of the sprint is essentially, or success compression, which is a term that I've taken from Darren Hardy, who is the writer of The Compound Effect. Um, he talks about success compression, but it's the same concept, um, is that rather than trying to do several things, you fence off a period of time to work on one thing. Now, this works at all levels, um, it works at a task-by-task task level or it works at a project level. Task-by-task ta level, you can look at the Pomodoro uh, tactic, which is essentially 25-minute sprints. And you basically, you dedicate 25 minutes to just that task, you 25-minute sprint, and then you give yourself a five-minute break. And then you go, and if the task's still not done, you go for another 25 minutes and then you give yourself, and that's the only thing you can focus on is that one task in that period. And what happens if you end up changing your focus is you start the 25 minutes again. Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of gives you that discipline to get into the sprint. Or you could do something like say, okay, I want to start this new business. I'm going to take a week off work so I can spend that whole week trying to get that business off the ground. Yeah, I think... I've spoken for a lot there, Jem, sorry. No, 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 it's good. That was a good way of explaining it. A nice little metaphor, visual, even if you did have some interesting uh, stats on mm. what it takes to get a rocket up in the sky. Um, but like, like you were saying there, like that whole 25-minute works really well because like lately, obviously, I've got my um, third shop opening and I literally had to make so many calls. And you know, like calling people, especially for me, I hate calling people. Yeah. But I had all that, like, I've got to call up Camden Council to arrange bins. I've got to sort out my electrics. I had to sort out my water. I had to sort out business rates. I had all these calls I had to make and I'd literally been holding off for so long. And I said to myself, I was like, okay, Jem, 
for the next hour, you're just going to sit here and you will always be on the phone to someone. Mm-hmm. You've got to be calling someone. And so literally I phoned up the electric supplier. They were like, oh, well, your last person hasn't cancelled yet. So you're going to have to call this person back to cancel their old contract. So then it was like, okay, put the phone down, straight onto the phone to do that part, which then led me back to the other person. Then they told me, okay, you're going to need this before you can do that. And it kind of like in that time, I just did not stop until I'd literally spoke to everyone on the phone and then after that, I had a few other things that were like, okay, you're going to need to find out your meter readings. You'll need to send us your leads. You're going to need to do this. But what it did was it kind of, I'd been holding off from doing any of these tasks. But then because I'd kind of give myself that hour, it was like, Gem, just get through it. And at the end of it, you're going to get this all done. Mm-hmm. These are things that you kind of, you build up to be way bigger than they are. It's a lot of effort. But actually, I think in the end, I only probably spent about 40 minutes on the phone. Yeah. And it just got done. And I think that was like an ideal way of using this kind of sprint because i do think you can get a lot done especially if you kind of can plan out especially like for me they were all just calling people mm-hmm. so that was a nice little bunch of stuff if you've got like like wayne was saying if you've got like this business idea and you're like okay for the next hour all i'm going to do is figure out how to make a website or i'm just going to hire someone and get someone working on my website and i think you'll get so much done it's incredible really when you focus and actually have no distractions how much you actually do and i've mentioned many times like you'll build up in your head all these tasks being so much longer than they actually are and i find that i was getting stressed thinking i had to do all these things but within one hour suddenly i was like that weren't too bad and mm-hmm. to be honest i'm going to be pretty much done I've sent for this week anyway, I've got it all done. I sent over the readings and I feel like, ah, wow, that felt like it was a big chunk of things to do. But because I just kind of compressed it down, got it done, it was a massive relief. Yeah. And I actually had a similar thing to the, actually, before I go into, well, no, I'll briefly explain because it won't take too long. Um, I had a similar thing today. Uh, I went in to the office and had a to-do list that was huge. Most of it was invoices that needed to be sent. So I kind of went okay forget about all the other things on your list just focus on the invoices thing um what i want to ask jim is how did that compressed period of just phone calls feel different um i think because i'm not or did it i think because i was not overthinking and it kind of in my head i was like these things will have to get done today mm-hmm. it was kind of like i think because i said to myself you cannot stop call i hate calling people so much but because i said to myself you have to make these calls i kind of in some ways i didn't really overthink the task in itself mm-hmm. it was just like you've just got to put that number in and call and get on to the next one put that number in and call and so for me i just again it just goes back to that i just feel like i got that done a lot quicker than the energy that i was expending thinking about all those things i needed to get done uh-huh. and so i think that's that's a, a great takeaway really you're going to totally build up in your head the longer they stay on that to-do list you're going to build up how hard they are mm-hmm. why you can't do it where actually if you can just really focus that effort and time you'll be surprised how much you get done and after that i was like pretty much can take the rest of the day off because i thought that felt it was like uh-huh. you feel so good because wow i literally did all that and it felt like it was going to be something really long yeah. and i think that's what most people do you're building up in your mind like how difficult these tasks are but actually we say it many times we have our 24-hour challenge with the students at our university and it's like and it's how in- fast does that move i hadn't thought about that as an example actually and but that, how fast does that move yeah. exactly that's an example of just people coming in with an idea and then by the end of it they've literally got a business model that if they go away and had a success compression day or week with their team they could have a working business at the end of that mm. week so for me i just think it's incredible 
And I do think it comes down, I'm reading the book at the moment, on, it's called Silence. And it's this idea that actually, if you can just break your focus, obviously this is more about not the doing side of things, but actually being able to have these segments of time and focus and pre- being present. And I think when you do that, you can get so much done, like too much of our lives is these distractions mm-hmm. and these, like Wayne was saying, incoming emails, calls, this, that. But actually when you really focus, like I was even thinking to myself today, like I haven't wrote a blog in so long and like I haven't found that sort of energy to do it. But I remember when I was writing a lot of blogs, it was when I said to myself, the next half an hour, you need to write. It might not be perfect, but you need to write something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for me now, that's kind of, again, this this podcast is kind of giving me that way of thinking. Actually, Jem, you know, if you want to get back into blogs, you need to start focusing that time and have a sprint do a little half an hour write up and then slowly by slowly you get that motivation and i think again you'll build like we said you build these things up in your head but actually the more sprints you're going to do you're going to get even more efficient in those sprints you'll be like wow what i thought was going to be a, a day sprint it actually turns into you get that done in an hour because you just just go straight into that like all in yeah i really believe uh in particularly as far as the the sprint is concerned in excuse me in the schedule i really believe in it like for your example with your blogging if you said to yourself okay it's friday i'm having the weekend off but on wednesday between 1 p.m and 3 p.m is writing time and you pop that in your diary the only thing you then have to focus on in those two hours is writing you turn off because you've set the intent you turn off all of your notifications, you put everything on do not disturb, you do all of that. Um, and then you've just got that complete and utter focus. And conversely, if you don't use the schedule, what you end up doing is procrastinating on it or finding something that's more important than that. Uh, I was listening to a podcast uh, about uh, freelancers and they were kind of talking about a similar thing. You know, they find now that they're so busy that they're often not doing the things that they actually really want to do because they're constantly in the battle of kind of, but my client's telling me I need to do something and my client's paying me. And they came up with this concept, which I actually really liked, was which was um, your clients pay your, pay your bills today, but the stuff that you really want to do pays your bills in five years' time. Um, and that kind of thinking of kind of go, you know, cause you could go bust tomorrow and yeah, that client paid your bills then, but what have you got as a backup for if that all goes wrong? You know, you're never going to know. So you've got to constantly move forward. So it's good to be like super intentional with this stuff. And this is stuff that we talk about in the free ebook, how to make time for your side hustle, um, which you can get on powerfulnonsense.com. We talk about a lot of this stuff, but I think it's a, such a powerful principle and I've found that when I do apply it, good things happen. Yeah, and I think it's actually like, I, I think generally humans actually work much better in these kind of ways of doing things. I think, as, as we mentioned, like you're so scattered in your daily life. Mm-hmm. And I think actually we want to be focused. It's just that I think we struggle to find that time to actually be focused. Yeah, I was actually talking to somebody because, you know, with going back to drama school and stuff. And I often think about this, about daily life as well. Like the one of the things I really do miss about school, which I've now kind of partly got, is this scheduled kind of, this is the hours that you work on the math stuff. These are the hours you work on the drama stuff. These are the hours that you do music. These are the hours that I do kind of miss that 
kind of structured lifestyle sometimes because even when you're at the day job it's not that granular like i'm i've actually meant many times considered the day job going okay between these hours and these hours i'm going to work on this part of my job between this hour and this hour, i'm going to work on this part of my job and literally making myself a really granular timetable like that because i do think it puts your brain in such a place of high focus high work high effort um because it's it doesn't have to worry about everything else. All it has to worry about is getting those particular types of tasks done. And I'm kind of feeling it now, being back at drama school, I feel more productive as, as an actor than I've ever felt. Mm-hmm. So we obviously mentioned earlier about like batching similar tasks together. What other ways would you say there are to kind of make sure that you're getting the most out of that time? And whether that means actually doing the right things or figuring out what should be done? Okay. Cool. So I, um, there's actually a really good tool that I think can help you do the sprint at a much more, um, task by task level. It's, uh, it's not a cheap app. I'm not going to lie to you, but it is one that I've, I started using last year and I swear by it now. It basically runs my life, um, which is an app called OmniFocus. It's a task management app it's like reminders but it's like super powerful the reason it's super powerful is you can break things down into projects but you can also break things down into context so for example i can focus in on i'm i've only got my ipad with me i don't have my phone i don't have my mac I only have my iPad with me. What tasks can I do whilst I've got my iPad? Or I can narrow it down to, I'm in this location. What can I only do in this location? Or even, I'm with this person. Was there anything that I needed to talk to them about whilst I'm with them? And I can look that up um, at a moment's notice. It's very, 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 very powerful. It's available on iOS devices and the Mac. Unfortunately, you have to pay once for the Mac version, once for the iOS version, but you don't have to get both. It works fine with either. Um, but that's something that I use. Yeah, and actually, on a, I guess I kind of do that on a cheaper level. Obviously, I just use my notes app, but what I will do yeah. is I will actually batch. When I put my notes in there, I will split things that can be done because I'm a lot of the time I'm traveling, like I'm on the train, mm-hmm. I'm walking somewhere, and so I do have these little lists where I'm like, these are things you can get away from your, you can get done away from your computer. Yeah. And these are things that are, and I think sometimes even like using that um, commute is a good opportunity actually sometimes to have that sort of focus sprint mm. because a lot of the time people might have their full-time jobs, nine to fives, but actually there's these spaces, these hours where actually they can become super productive hours mm. if you have that moment of sprinting. A sprint could be writing a blog on the way to work because you're focused and yep. you've actually lined it up that you've maybe got a few articles that you're inspired by and you're going to use, you've got that content already in your notes app and actually you're just going to sit on the train in the underground, you know it takes you 45 minutes and in that sprint you're just going to write as much as you can, you've got the references there and you're ready to go and I think that's that's a good way of looking at it, especially if you're like, if you're someone who isn't, isn't a nine to five and you're constrained by time, like Wayne said, we've got the great ebook out there but I think, honestly, I think for me this year, I think it's going to be something that I'm massively going to start to adopt because I actually feel better and i think it's so easy to drag out tasks it's so easy to make something Mm. that could take an hour take up your whole day yeah and i think if you get in the habit of being able to be hyper focused for a set period of time i just think that it's going to get you a lot of things done and i think we spend we expend so much energy overthinking tasks like we've mentioned that and i just do think that when it's in your head i feel like bogged down like i just finished a lot of my little to-dos on my notes today it's friday i've still got stuff to do on the weekend 
But actually, I looked at my notes and I was like, wow, like I've really got through a lot this week. And mm-hmm. I think obviously that's probably that sort of motivation going into January, making sure going to the gym, so my energy's up and I want to get things done. Yeah. And it's just nice to see how much you can tick off when you really have that focus. Yeah. And just close off distractions, man. Like if you're working from home, close your office or bedroom door or whatever. If you work in a office block and you're not in those cubicle type things close your office door like get rid of those distractions i work best when i'm left to my own devices and there's a scientific reason as to why that is um which i'm going to explain now um (laughs) when you are interrupted from a task um first of all to return to that task takes you 15 minutes minimum to get back to the same sort of momentum that you're at and the same sort of focus. But did you also know, Jem? I don't know if you know this one. You're just full of it today, aren't you? I am. I'm full of something. <laughs> <laughs> um, BS, I would say. <laughs> if you are interrupted in a task, not only does it disrupt your focus, but your IQ drops as well. Instantly turn into an idiot. It drops to the level... Of a sponge. Of It, it puts you in the same IQ level as... Or it's the same significant drop as if you were to smoke weed. In fact, I think it might even be worse of a drop. So does that mean it gets you high, it gives the same effect? So if I no. get you to interrupt me, I will feel pretty... No, because otherwise people would constantly want to be interrupted. They'd just be like, yeah, man. <laughs> There'd be places where people just interrupt people just to get you high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. man, I feel so yeah, like... so good. Yeah, <laughs> man, it's great. Now I'll get that to you later, man. <laughs> just don't people... rush me, man. I'm just like, you know... People rushing around the office just make interrupting people to make them high. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, no, so, I, uh, I'm going to call him in like half an hour it's fine man (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah so that it's a it's an actual iq drop as well um so people interrupting you not only just for the pure fact that they've interrupted you but all the the after effects that it has are seriously damaging your productivity so if you can like one of the things that i do which is great um, and it's a good thing to do on the tube as well because your phone will sync up after the fact so you don't need to be connected to the internet to do it is uh, email I do an hour of email in the, at the start of the day and I turn off my emails I get rid of them until the last hour of the day so I check in in the morning do deal with what I need to deal with and then check out and then check back in at the end of the day in case anything's come through since and it does several things it means that you're not you're not being interrupted all day every day uh, you're also not having people go do what I want you to do because you can prioritize your own stuff based on what's coming on your email that day. And it also, and this is slightly unrelated, but a very handy thing, it also discourages people from the idea that just because they email you, you're going to email them back straight away, mm-hmm. which I think is a, in this day and age, is a very good thing to uh, to set up discipline-wise. Yeah. And there was one final note that we had here, and I think it's this idea that actually when you do these sprints, especially if they're short sprints, what happens is is that 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 sort of devil on your shoulder doesn't come in. And like as long as you haven't got that dialogue of, oh, no, what's the point of this? It's going to take ages. Those mm. sprints will literally wipe out that voice because all you're saying is you do not stop for this hour doing this one task. So like while you're sitting on that train writing that blog, 
you don't give it an opportunity to say, oh, this is a rubbish blog. What's the point of writing it? This is never going to get anywhere. No one's going to read it. Whereas if you just, you know what, in this hour, all my focus is, is write something. I don't care what I write. I'm just going to write. Mm. And I think sometimes when you're having that hyper focus, it will stop that sort of inner dialogue actually coming to the surface and actually stopping you from doing anything. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Cool. Okay. First first episode actually recorded in 2018 yeah. is over. That's it. That's it. Wrapping it up. We've done it. Many years of podcasting. I know. We're coming up to episode 200. We need ideas. What we do we need do? ideas. I do like that idea you came up with, though. Okay. The other day. Maybe we'll give that a go. But, yeah, I think it'll be a different, very different <laughs> episode of Powerful Nonsense, but in a good way. Um, great. So uh, thanks, as always, for tuning in to the show. Do us a favor. If you are listening to this on a regular basis, or even if this is your first episode... Um, and there's somebody that you think might benefit from what we've talked about today. Just share it with one or two people. That's all I'm going to ask for. Not no ask for review. No asking for reviews from me. That's a change. Today. No, I know. I just want you to share it with someone. That's it. Just anyone. Just one person. Just send it to them. Don't even worry about whether or not they'll actually listen. Just send it their way. Just, just you know where you can tick everybody in your contact list and then just bulk spam them like a New Year's Eve, like a New Year. All that, but but I'm only asking for one, a minimum of one. So just just share it with someone, and we'd we'd really appreciate the the uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Reciprocal. What's that word? The stuff. We'd really appreciate the stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, too much whiskey. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yes, thanks very much, as always, for tuning in. If you want to get in contact with us, uh, you can do so on Twitter at PN underscore podcast or Instagram, powerful underscore nonsense, or email I'm Wayne at powerfulnonsense.com and he is Jem at powerfulnonsense.com, spelt C-E-M. Lovely. Lovely. Uh, so that's it for this week. We'll see you next Friday. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time. See you later. See you later.